the podcast where we look at movies and TV show from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And today on the podcast, we are covering 1991's uh, amazing classic, Point Break. Point Break. Man, there's a lot more murder in this than I remember. <laughs> Boy, howdy. This really, I think I maybe watched this movie once before because it kind of like, you know what I mean? Like I was born in 1990. This kind of like missed me a little bit, right? Um, Upon rewatch, I'm like, damn, this is this is a movie. They're doing a lot of stuff. (laughs) I don't think I'd ever really seen it all the way through. Like I think I'd seen parts of it. Like, you know, be walking through the room. It's like, what are you watching? They're like, point break. And I was like, oh, okay. But uh, I think this is my first time actually sitting down and watching the whole thing. Yeah, man. Like, it's, I know it's packed. It takes a lot yeah. of moves. It does a lot of stuff. Some stuff works. Some stuff doesn't. But you're it's it's a fun ride of like, what is happening? Yeah, it's definitely, I definitely know it more as a reference than anything else. You I know, think that's like, fair because it like, has so many scenes. That's like, how could you not reference this? <laughs> this is, <laughs> yeah. And you describe the plot of it, and it sounds ridiculous, and it sounds like it's like the example of that, like Hollywood has gone too far kind of movie. Because you're like, it's about surfers robbing banks, and like, it's like, and an or FBI Donnie agent getting too close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Donnie Brasco if it was about server or surfers or whatever. Uh, but I guess like if you haven't seen the movie. Um, the basic plot is uh, Keanu Reeves plays FBI Inspector Johnny Utah. Which, which is, is a name. The, which, which is, is a name. I think we could agree is a name. And he's assigned to the bank robbery uh, a branch of the FBI out in California. And he's tasked with trying to capture uh, the ex-presidents, guys who dress up like uh, the ex-presidents in uh, masks and, and are, have been robbing banks for the last two or three years. And he gets teamed up with Gary Busey as his, like, kind of crazy partner who knows a little more. And uh, as the investigation goes on, they kind of discover that it's surfers. And so Keanu Reeves goes undercover uh, sort of as a surfer and learns how to surf and gets in close with Brody, uh, played by uh, Patrick Swayze. And they kind of become buddies. And then Keanu Reeves figures out that he's the guy robbing banks and like, ah, oh, but he can't shoot them because they're like brothers or whatever. And then, uh, <laughs> then ke- like that, brothers. Th- I think the way to describe this is this movie has a lot of Top Gun energy. Okay, yeah. if you know what I mean. Okay, it's it is dripping. It's with, a bromance. We yeah. are wearing jeans in the sand. <laughs> there is a scene shoot of that, that ball yeah. over to me. Okay, that's um, this movie is dripping with it. <laughs> And then eventually, yeah, Keanu Reeves figures out that it's that him and his guys. Uh, 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 Brody figures out that Keanu Reeves is an FBI agent. Is it agent. Brody? I thought it was Bodie. Bodie. You're right. It's okay. just that Brody's an actual name. It's a Bodie name and a... Bodie sounds Bodie. like a kid was in charge of naming a boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, Bodie ends up uh, fucking kidnapping uh, Keanu Reeves' girlfriend, which is problematic in its own right. Oh, and uh, so everybody <laughs> dies uh, in a and bank So robbery. many people Gary die. Gary Busey <laughs> dies. And uh, oh. in the end, and this is very important, in the end, 
uh, Patrick Swayze, Bodie gets away. Counterese tracks him down to the, the big wave in Australia once in 50 years and lets him go into the ocean where he presumably dies. Like, is that, did I miss anything in there? I mean, I, I, I mean, arguably you've missed a lot, but that's, I can't <laughs> think, I think that's unavoidable at this point <laughs> because so much happens in this movie. Every twist, every turn, you're like, he did not just hurl himself out of that plane without a parachute. <laughs> it's his second jump ever. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things that happen in this movie. Now, yeah. to kind of start diving into these villains, because there's a lot of villains, all right? There's a lot sure. happening. There's a lot of villains. There's a lot of things turning, okay? For my arguments today, I'm going to turn my attention to, uh, firstly, uh, the FBI director, okay? Yes. Ben? Yeah, Johnny's boss is very much painted as a villain in this movie and is absolutely correct at every turn. So I will 100% be defending him. And I will also be defending pretty much everyone in this robbery group except for Patrick Swayze. Yes. Because I think we can very clearly make the argument that at least a couple of these guys are under this, like, cult spell that this man is casting out. Some of these men are too young. They're too wrapped up. Too many things are happening. I mean, we're going to get into, like, kind of the nitty-gritty of it, but, like, that's going to be, I feel like, my argument today. Yeah, and I'm here to make the exact same argument. Um, I think that the, uh, Ben Harp, uh, Johnny's boss, a.k.a. Dr. Cox from Scrubs, uh, who can play nothing but an angry man. Uh, he, is- yes, I wrote that down. I was like, <laughs> did they, when they hired him for Scrubs, were they just like, can you just pick it up where you left off? Like, just, this, yeah. just continue that. That's great. Continue. Uh, he's completely defensible because Johnny is a fucking wreck. He's a uh, terrible agent. He is terrible agent. so bad. <laughs> And the point I'm going to make about Bodhi is I think he is honestly one of the worst villains we have ever had on this yes. podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Like he's a bad, entirely, bad man. Entirely indefensible, totally irredeemable. Um, like he's supposed to be this cool outlaw guy that like Keanu Reeves kind of like is like, oh, you changed my life and I see the way it is. But that doesn't work at all. Like it, it, it does not play like that at all. Like, there's inevitably in this episode going to be comparisons to Fast and the Furious because <laughs> yes. it follows the same beats. Fast and the Furious is a remake of this movie just with cars instead of surfing. Um, and uh, Dom, at least in Fast and the Furious, has like a principle that you can sort of get behind where you're like, it's family and like he's doing it for family. Yeah. Bodie is a self-absorbed nihilist. Yes. Absolutely. And And I'm going to argue a cult leader. Yes. A small scale cult leader, because like (laughs) these men have obviously been wrapped up in some stuff that they shouldn't be like they don't. You can tell. Okay, and here's the argument and why I think um, you can argue for these other men, because he gets an FBI agent that just met him to do things he wants to do. And not just through force, just, like, through, like, mental manipulation. Yes. Not even through, like, 
we see it later. He escalates. He does like kidnap his girlfriend and that sort of thing. But even prior to that, he was manipulating him on a very big scale and it was working. And this guy's an FBI agent. Do you think some sort of lost kid is like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should rob some banks. We know ne there's never been a problem. No one's ever been injured. This isn't a problem. We just take what we need and we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're, I, I didn't peg it as a cult, but you're absolutely right. Oh, it is. Because they like, they even have that whole scene where he's talking by the fire about this, like twice a century wave. And like, you got to get it. It's, he's all about this like philosophy and like this idea of like fighting. We're, we're not robbing banks. We're fighting against the man. And like this, yeah. this very descriptive, like, the attitudes of how we're working through it, obviously. And what makes him very wrong is he doesn't be really believe any of it. Right. Um, and I thought of something that you said, I'm not sure if you said it on the podcast or just in one of our side chats, uh, <laughs> but, but you very specifically, Rebecca said, it's like the one thing people cannot stand is a hypocrite. Yeah. Like you will deal like people will deal with all kinds of bad behavior, but the second that you're a hypocrite, it's like it's it's out the window. And that is Bodhi in mm -hmm. this. He is absolutely a hypocrite. Like his line is like, it's us against the system, the system that destroys the soul. We show them that the human spirit isn't dead. Like and he's like, that's what he thinks, or sorry, that's what he says they are doing by robbing banks. But if you truly believe that. Like, would would robbing banks be the thing? Like, is robbing a bank making someone who works a nine-to-five office job and stuck in traffic being like, ha-ha, yeah, stick it to the man. I'm going to go, yeah, I don't think they, I don't think it is. What I think he's doing is I think he's using his philosophy to justify what he wants to do. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to flip that for one second because one stat that I think is really important in this movie, and we pretty much start with it, um, we have Keanu Reeves just got hired. He's walking through talking with the boss and the boss and they were talking about the stats of how many bank robberies has happened in this county, essentially. And it's over 1300 a year. Yes. Yeah. In, in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At what point do you say we have a society problem? <laughs> <laughs> at what point do you say okay very clearly not every one of these is like these guys are criminals like some of this must be out of desperation some of this must be out of like a a hospital bill something like that like where can we can we address this problem in a different manner than just these guys stole they're bad get them yeah, I mean, and that... <laughs> well, these guys are bad, but I'm just saying they, they on a larger bad. scale of, like, if you're looking at those numbers, at what point do you go, okay, there's something broken here. It's not just, like, we have a lot of bad people in this place. Sh sure, yes. I don't think, uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like bank robbery is, uh, it's such a weird one, because you're like, I don't care about the bank's money. Like, I think banks are generally criminals. Uh they just have a secure place that my, I can hold my money. Well, yeah. Uh, and you kind of need a bank account to live in the in the world today. But also it's just like, it's such a violent and risky thing mm -hmm. to do that it's like, I almost feel like it's a lot of times not the, the, the resort of a desperate person. Like it's the, 
like a desperate person might knock off a corner store. Oh, buddy, when it's over 1300, you have to assume <laughs> yeah. some of these people <laughs> just need help. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't think this movie holds a <laughs> magnifying glass to that problem at all. Oh, no, uh, because it's like, <laughs> you know what would make this so much stronger? If it was like, my family is struggling, or we need this for that, or whatever. Not, we're gonna catch the waves, bro. Like, that's not a strong enough reason of like, oh, society gets us down, so this is how we, this is how we do it. It's like, Dude, you know so much about sur- just get a summer job. Like <laughs> they <surfing>. need help. <laughs> these yeah. these businesses in these beach towns need help when you come around actually. So why don't you just work <laughs> a couple hours or something? Figure it out. <laughs> Way less probably work than actually robbing a bank. But like the thing is, he doesn't want to just make money and surf his whole life. He wants the adrenaline rush. Like that's the thing mm-hmm. that that comes up over and over and over again is he's a junkie for for the thrill right like even even at the point where uh he knows that they've been made by the fbi yeah and all his buddies are like that's it it's game over let's get out of here and he goes no no i've got a better idea and and kind of more or less you know makes keanu reeve jump out of an airplane skydiving right and then he's like by the way we kidnapped your girlfriend yeah so he's like it, it's a it's an escalation and and the hypocrisies of all hypocrisies he has the gall to say i'm not a violent man i don't believe in violence oh the I'm manipulation a oh yeah. a chill oh. went down my spine no no you're a bad you're a violent man. man but if, you could also yeah. see how he brainwashes people you know what I mean? Like it's it's those little turns of like, well, you know, I'm not like this, or we do this just for this. Like nobody ever gets hurt. It's not a problem. If you have some young people in front of you, they're gonna follow you, especially when everyone in every community you go to seems to respect this man. Yeah, because that kind of seems to be the thing. No matter where he shows up, no matter what beach he's on, everybody knows who he is and they respect him. And that's a person that can manipulate a situation that can convince you that like, yeah, it's fine. We're robbing banks. It's okay. Because society is fucked. And like society's fucked in the way that I say society is fucked where it's like killing a spirit where like, really we should all be surfing. Uh, so he's very hip- hypocritical for, I'm not a violent man, but I, I, rob banks with armed guns it's like that's an inherently violent thing yes right? yeah, yeah whether yeah. or not whether or not that gets uh, a, a gun goes off that's violence yeah uh, like or threat of violence at the very least they're and loaded the kid- your guns are loaded like yes. i think that's the you know what i mean it's not like you're going in there like this if is they, fake yeah if they were fake guns or they weren't loaded you could be like kind of play your mental mind games i still think it's a form of violence. Oh, certainly. Um, but, Absolutely. But the other, and then he, he arranges for a woman to be kidnapped, uh, rather than him fleeing the country or, or like his bullshit got discovered and he involved her and gave her to a quote unquote violent man, yes. a man who is violent. That's violence too. Oh yeah. No, no, no. This guy's a total hypocrite. But you also see that Johnny Utah, he is too. He, these guys, 
I think I've said this before, but these guys just lock danger dicks and spiral down <laughs> into absurdity. Okay. Literally, literally spiraling downwards as they're jumping out of planes without a parachute. So much of what happens in the end is unnecessary. Okay. Because if this agent, okay, this FBI agent, if he just stepped back for one second and was like, you know, I've got a whole team of people here. I could probably tell my tale, get them on these guys. We could figure it out. We could fit. You know what I mean? Get the team together, swarm this guy, find this person. We're going to be fine. But they try and make it like he has no option when he very clearly has options. <laughs> yeah. So the, the big one is, is that basically Bodie uses the fact that he's kidnapped Tyler, his girlfriend, uh, Keanu Reeves' girlfriend, and also Bodie's former girlfriend, too. Uh, they're at least somewhat involved. In order to get Keanu Reeves to come with them to rob the bank, the final bank, right? Yes. Like, like, that's very much part of the plan is Keanu Reeves will then experience the bank robbery. And, like, that's another crazy, like, abusive and manipulative thing. Like, obviously, kidnapping someone and forcing them to rob a bank is manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> But but even at its core, it's about like, I'm going to involve you in this so that you can't back out again. Oh, yeah. Right. It's like you're you can't say that robbing a bank is bad because you have now robbed a bank. So while well, you made me rob a bank, it's like, well, that doesn't matter. You've robbed a bank now. Yeah. How many you're of these other now. guys in this crew might have gotten into this crew in the same manner? <laughs> Yeah, just come with us today. We're going to do something fun. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. Just put on this mask and come with us. Now you're involved. Now, now you're, you're involved. All, yeah. You can't back out. You can't yeah. back out. You can't leave. The, you have no options. I, okay. So I guess we can start breaking down some of these. Um, so uh, Ben Harp, our FBI director. Okay. <laughs> oh, so correct. Okay, so every time he yells or gets upset, I'm like, yes, absolutely you should be yelling. Um, so we see him, you know, kind of lay it out for the newbie first. This is when we first are introduced to this character. He goes, listen, you have zero hours of experience. That's a fair statement, okay? Because basically he's heard this guy assigned to this detail is another thing he says yeah yeah, yeah. this guy's just like in his mind he's like a quarterback showboater we got to make sure we're on the same page here i'm gonna put you down a little bit we got to make sure that you know that there are a lot of people above you here stay in your lane he then (laughs) mr utah lies about being super good to his body and immediately eats a donut in front of him, which then, of course, (laughs) switches this man's mood because the first thing Johnny's done is lie to him. Right. I take the skin off my chicken, sir. Oh, is that a donut? Yum, 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 yum. Wait the five minutes, Johnny. You can lie. I'm not saying you can't lie to your boss. I'm just saying uphold it for at least the next 30 seconds you're speaking. For the love of God. Yeah, because he says, like, this isn't like a Yahoo sort of unit. Like, we don't drink, we don't, uh, we eat healthy, we take care of our bodies because we have to, like, because we have to go after bank robbers, you know? Yes. Uh, And he also starts breaking down what they do and how they do it. They're like, listen, we nail bad guys by crunching data, okay? Like, 
We are good at the crime scene. We find things. That's what we do here. This is what has worked for us. We're going to continue to do this. Um, and then he doesn't do that, and a bunch of people die. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to argue, correct. <laughs> but yes, and, and like he's immediately defensive and rude. It seems like he's rude uh, and dismissive of the new guy. But as you just said, he completely lays out what his expectations are. God, I wish every boss on the first day was like, this is how we work. This is my expectations of you. Rise to that expectation. We have no problem. Fail to meet it. We do. Like that is such clear direction. Um, and his worry about this guy is borne out immediately. Yes. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like... He pegged him as a hot shot. Yep. Somebody's going to shoot off his mouth. Yep. Somebody's going to do things. Uh, yeah. He perpetually screws up. This is a man who goes undercover mm -hmm. using his real name. Oh, yeah. That was so fun. I was dying. Not only his real name, but also he is a was a college football star of some note yes. to the point which Bodie knows who he is <laughs> and recognizes him by the look. And somehow they don't make the connection that he is. Like, do you know how easy it would be to connect the dots between, huh, I wonder what that particular guy who was a college star in football did after he graduated law school Oh, he went to work for the FBI. Oh, okay. Like, I know the internet didn't exist in 1991, uh, but, like, those aren't hard dots to connect. Truly. Like, they're... Uh, he is... Yeah, he's a showboater. He he makes so many wrong moves that every time the FBI director yells at him, I'm like, finally. Somebody is speaking up because this is ridiculous. Like, when he starts going off... Okay, so... There's like a meeting, like, you know what I mean? Uh, like a midway meeting where they're like, listen, you've been doing this for two weeks. You have nothing. <laughs> That's a fair statement because this guy hasn't even asked anybody a real question. What do you guys like to do in your free time? Would have loved to hear that once from this guy. Like, <laughs> could you just. What are we doing after? Yeah. This? <laughs> like, you guys got to. Doing any crimes later? How do you get I don't the know. Money for all this surfing stuff. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. And he's like, it pisses me off. You brought this boy. Like, I hate that you're doing this surfing thing. This guy does bring Johnny brings the board in with him, and he's like, well, I can't lock it at the car. Leave it at your desk. <laughs> don't go in. You know what you're doing. You're trying to yeah. make this man more mad. The funny thing is, is after they do this, they get out and he's like, okay, you know what? I've got this idea. What if I check the, uh, like basically the, what is it? The report the to check. toxins in the hair? Yeah, to check the toxins in the hair. I think if we can collect some hair samples, we'll figure out where these guys are hanging out. And I'm like, you know, and they're like, yeah, let's do it to piss our boss off. I'm like, I promise you 100%, if you said that to your data-crunching boss, he'd get a boner. Are you serious? <laughs> he would love that plan. You should go tell him. They're like, oh, it's going to piss him off more. I'm like, no, this is actually exactly what he was pitching off the top of this movie, to be honest with you, team. <laughs> yes, and the thing is, like... They never show him getting mad about that. No, because he would love because that. That is, oh, you're using evidence that was left at the crime scene to identify where it came from? You should have been doing that the whole time. 
I will say that in this movie, there are two actual uh, good break th- breakthroughs or good detective work that they pull off. One is that uh, they left some wax at the scene, and that wax is they analyzed it in a lab. Mm-hmm. Once again, left at a crime scene, analyzed in a lab that it is a surfing wax or a wax that is used for surfing. Yes. That's one where Gary Busey's like, everyone thinks I'm crazy because I think it's surfers. Okay. Uh, two, they analyze the hair and find out what beach they're hanging out at. That's, but that's it. That is the, the only good detective work they do in the whole time. Yeah. And the cops that make, or like the FBI, other FBI agents that like kind of rip on him and make fun of him. And they're like, yeah, dude, huh? I'm like, you know what? This guy seems like he might need to be made fun of. He is popping off. He doesn't seem to be, to know how to do his job well. A literal robbery unfolds in front of him because he's waiting for a meatball sandwich, okay? This guy needs to get ripped on for sure. (laughs) Yes, taken down a few pegs. Absolutely. Do a couple weeks of data entry. Uh, spend a couple weeks on the phone interviewing witnesses, you know, like do that fucking grunt work. But he immediately goes in and provokes his otherwise uh, docile partner, Gary Busey, where he's like, yeah, you want to feel alive? Is that make you upset? Well, then tell me what your theory is and we're going to fucking bust this wide open. I was like, calm the fuck down. Calm the fuck down. Um, and yeah, so so they, in a stroke of luck, they do find they are able to prove that it's surfers, and they're able to prove that this is the beach that they hang at. And the, the only thing they do is immediately go after the first people Johnny has c- contact with who have a criminal record. Yes, that's his investigative thing. He, do, you're right. He doesn't ask any questions. At he the beach. asks. No, you're undercover. I thought the whole point of being undercover was to ask things, was to get information on these people. Yes. And he didn't he didn't even do that because so like there is these like uh you know fucking Nazi drug dealer dirtbags whatever and we're not supposed to have any sympathy for them whatsoever and I don't think we do. No, I uh, certainly, I what? certainly do not. No, no, no. <laughs> and they're all acting all like tough and like trying to beat him up and stuff. So you're like, well, "We don't like these guys." Uh, although I will say I was like in that whole raid scene, I yeah. was like, who is this red hot chili peppers looking motherfucker in this uh, scene? And it's Anthony Kiedis. It is the lead singer <laughs> for Red Hot Chili Peppers. No way! It's one of those bad guys. Yeah. That's was- so funny. The entire time I watched that scene, I was just so impressed that the only person that seemed to take down anyone was the naked woman in the shower took down two separate agents. And I was like, sweet Jesus. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, get him. Like I get, was so impressed. Give her the movie. Yeah. Jesus. She was naked. She took down Johnny and then stabbed another agent in the back before they took her down. She was the only one that made like significant damage. I was losing it, dude. I was fu- yeah. I was losing it during that scene. That made me laugh so hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it turns out that they weren't guilty. A whole bunch of people died in that. Like, uh, you know, uh, bad guys, if you will. But, like, 
People still got shot at. That's a terrible takedown. Or at least not guilty. Okay, we not guilty for that crime. <laughs> Let's not say that for that crime, because they didn't do. He didn't do any follow up on that investigation. He didn't. He yeah. didn't look to see that they weren't. They were somewhere else during one of the robberies that took place. He didn't like. He didn't even show up on time. <laughs> like yes. he didn't even arrive on time for his own raid. And here is another thing in which I will give this to Ben Harp, okay? Mm. Dr. Cox, uh, FBI invex, uh, head Dr. Cox yeah. is uh, angry man, is the whole thing about him bringing a, a surfboard into the office. And Johnny's like, but I surf on my own time. What does it even fucking matter? Uh, what matters is that what you're doing in your personal life is affecting your professional uh, duties. Yeah. That's what matters. Which is then exemplified by the fact that he is uh, sleeping with a woman after going out and learning to surf with who ends up being a bank robber at night, sleeping in and missing his raid. Yeah. You can't have sex on a work night, on a raid night. Come on. (laughs) I don't know if he told you that. But, 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 I mean, yeah. But like going out and partying or like, you know, being on the beach and surfing at night and then kind of going off and hooking up with somebody so that you're late to a police raid absolutely does affect your job performance. Oh, it certainly does. And it also just shows how little you care for your actual job. This guy yeah. is not here to help people. This guy is here because he has to be a hot shot somewhere. He needs that recognition. That uh, honestly, in my opinion, that's what he's searching for. Like he just, and okay. The girlfriend. Yeah, I was waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. This is truly what makes him, in my mind, just one of the worst agents, okay? And he, okay, he finds out for whatever reason, because it's not like he's looking into this woman because he thinks she's connected or because he thinks she could help in some manner but he does try to claim that, but I really can't see where that would have come into play. Yeah. But basically looks her up and is like, oh, she's got two dead parents. Guess who's got two dead parents now, bitches. Let's roll up. Let's roll up. Yeah. You can't. Oh, that hurt my soul. This woman didn't even want to talk to you. You're an FBI agent. Pay for lessons, you dumb fuck. Pay for them. Go employ a teenager that knows a lot more than you. This is a write-off. It's a write-off. Come on. (laughs) Why do you need a hot woman to teach you? Well, because otherwise, Rebecca, there's no women in the movie. That is true. (laughs) It is, like I said off the top, Top Gun tones. Hard Top Gun tones in that there is one woman. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, no, she got... There, yeah, there's no reason that he needed to lie to her, mm. and there's no reason it had to be her. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, learn how to surf. Yep. I'm sure there's somebody who will teach you lessons. After she saves his life, he almost drowns. She yes. saves his life, and then he's like, let me lie to this woman and pull her into my investigation. And then when she finds out about it, shoots his pillow. Um, <laughs> throws his badge at him, right? And the first words out of his mouth are and this is like just really chilling stuff team he goes uh i needed you at first 
And then he gets cut off, and I'm like, what was the second part of that sentence? How are you going to make that good? <laughs> like, <laughs> I needed you at first, but now I don't. Like, what? <laughs> what are you pitching here, dude? Yes. I needed you at first. Oh, God. And now yeah, my and dick at first needs I was you. Like, like, oh. Again, this is a comparison I need to make to Fast and the Furious, right? Because we had the same fucking problem in Fast and the Furious, where it's like, He's an FBI agent who is sleeping with the informant under false pretenses or whatever. Yes. So I was like, at least she's not the informant in this. But he did use privileged information to gain access to her and then started a romantic relationship with her. Absolutely. Which is and then I don't hugely think hugely problematic. And he didn't pay her for her serving for her services, I'm pretty sure. I don't yeah. think I ever saw any money exchange hands here. Which is ridiculous. No, she was doing it as a favor because he was this sad guy who lost his parents. Oh, yeah. I, Payment I will is say. exposure to my dick. Like, it's, <laughs> it just doesn't... Uh. I will say she's justifiably upset in that, but I do think that the second that you discharge a firearm uh, during a domestic disturbance, you lose the high ground, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> the second that you pick up your boyfriend's gun and shoot it at the pillow next to his head... I, yeah, it, I it, think, it hurts I me think... less if it's your boyfriend's gun. If it's your gun, hmm. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I, no. no. Uh, she had every grievance and uh, was able to, should have no, gotten right. it out. But you're you right. don't open with a gunshot into, in, at, uh, uh, you know, she doesn't know how to shoot that gun. She's not a marksman, you know? Ma'am, I mean, you have yeah, a point, but. Bad. <laughs> she does immediately get kidnapped afterwards. So, yeah, so it, it all, it I'm going to give it to her. I, I just, I'm going to give it to her. He put her in much more danger than she put him in. <laughs> That's going to be my argument there. <laughs> he put her in way more fucking danger. There was no reason to involve this woman in all of this because he only finds out later that she does have kind of a connection with these guys. But he didn't know that. He wasn't investigating them. He wasn't looking into them. He was like, I need friends. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. And like, I, I do feel like there's that moment and that like when he goes surfing at night, that's kind of like supposed to be the point at which he's like really falling in love mm -hmm. with Bodhi. You know what yeah. I mean? Where he's just like, this dude's so cool because he makes me feel alive by surfing. Like that's kind of the, the hook there where it's like, yeah, when you're surfing, you feel so alive. Um, I didn't quite like, but you can keep surfing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't need like, why this are you guy. fucking up your whole life? Because this is the guy that showed you, you could like surfing's fun. Yeah. Like what was the point of playing football with a bunch of people you weren't investigating? Like, unless you were like actively doing something with these guys. And by the way, this is just, oh my God, this is such a little side thing, but I, every time I see a scene where they have like all the cars surrounding like a, like the lights on. Yeah. I get so much anxiety because I'm just like, <laughs> if I was there, I would just be so worried about car batteries the entire time. They're like I would just be like, yeah. so concerned. I would have no fun. <laughs> like <laughs> just an entire football team's worth of cars and everyone just be like dun, 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 dun. yeah yeah like it just <laughs> does anybody have a jump no we all had our lights on 
Like, I'm just, the, I know I'm that person yeah. that, like, once you get past a certain point at a party, I'm like, but come on, guys. We're not being smart here. <laughs> at least turn off one of them so that one of them can start. We yeah. can jump the other ones. Uh, yeah, and I do quickly want to... Uh, the, the one thing that bothered me mechanically was the uh, the lawnmower. So like during uh, the raid, yeah. it's like they get they're fighting each other, and the one dude's like trying to push Keanu Reeves' head into a a lawnmower that's been tipped over. And I was like, "Where's the fucking dead man switch on that? I've never seen a lawnmower that doesn't immediately turn off when you let go of it." Oh, have you ever? I, I mean, I'm sure there were old ones that they made where it's like not, but like not in 91. I'm going to be, okay. I'm going to say something that I'm not proud of. <laughs> I have not once mowed a lawn. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> you are missing out. <laughs> I have never, because as do soon you, as I was an do, adult, I've never had a place with a lawn. Like, do you like walking back and forth over the same spot over and over again. Do you like inhaling gas fumes as they, mm. they and broken glass or spit <laughs> or broken grass are split, spit back in your face. Do you like doing it? And the hottest days of the year. <laughs> I mean, was this a job of yours? I always feel you had like, uh, like labor jobs when you were growing up. I didn't ever cut lawns. Uh, I did lawn aeration though, which is more or less the same thing just with a heavy Oh, machine. that's right. I re- yeah, oh, yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yes. Doing honestly, I, I would probably cut lawns for a summer. That'd be good. Good good time outside all the rest. I could do it. That's yeah, my, my I, thoughts yeah. Anyway, of what a, a good time switch. is has shifted in the last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, oh, are you talking man, about that's... sunshine? <laughs> Going oh. out? What? <laughs> Sounds great. And there's something nice about like actually being tired at the end of the day. That is true. Uh, rather than just deciding, <laughs> as I said to Kat last night, uh, I think I'm going to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm tired. <laughs> I think I'm just sick of being awake. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> So multiple people have died in this raid. Multiple people. Uh, cops dead. Uh, girl kidnapped. I do want to uh, 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 hang a hat on what I think is supposed to be this moment where Johnny Utah realizes that this crew must be the one that's responsible. Do you know what it is, Rebecca? When uh, one of the team members drops his pants to moon somebody. Mm. He looks at it and goes, they mooned somebody during one of the heists and puts it together. There is a scene in this movie where an ass is recognizing an ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's his big breakthrough. That's how he knows it's Johnny. Yeah. Oh. That's how he ends up at the bank missing their heist. Uh, that and that's why he doesn't want to shoot him because it can't shoot. Even though at this point he has killed people, he can't shoot the guy currently robbing the bank because he knows him, and he's a good dude. Ah, fuck off! Fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> you just broke the fuck that. Oh, okay, so like the boss Harp, right? Whatever. Mm. Yep. Uh, so Johnny through this kidnapping thing gets convinced to participate in a triple 
uh, or, or in an armed robbery that results in a triple homicide. Yes. With and Gary Busey comes in and is like, get the cuffs off of him. He's a, he's a cop. And the, the, the boss is like, no, don't take the cuffs off of him. Valid. He <laughs> is an accomplice to a triple homicide. Another valid statement. Do you have statement. any idea how serious that is? Yeah. Um, yes. No, he's absolutely correct. And then when Busey's like, hey, like, let me take him over. Like, ba-da-da-da-da. And then he's like, what are you, what? Like, the the argument that happens, and at the end, there's something that pisses me off so much. I hate this so much. So Gary Busey ends up punching his boss, okay, the director, right? <laughs> Which, uh, you know, <laughs> never great. Oh, yeah. And then tells him, you need to learn how to respect your elders. That is never an argument. I'm sorry. Okay. And I know that love, I, you know, older people love to say it. Okay. I, at no point in my life, if a teen flipped me off or whatever it is, would I think, well, <laughs> you got to respect your elders. It's ridiculous. How dare you? I've been on this earth longer than you. No, I think. Fuck you, you asshole. That's all I think, okay? <laughs> I don't think I've earned more respect because I've been here longer, okay? No. That's you know nuts. Who's probably earned, you know who's probably earned more respect? The young boss who has worked his way up in a place where they very much value data and merit and the number of cases you've solved, and this guy has become bo the boss. And this is just one thing that I realized, uh, which is he punches his boss... Yeah. And then is also allowed to leave with Keanu Reeves. Like it in no universe. I like if if I'm that boss, I'm like shut it down guys. You're both you're both going in. <laughs> you're both nuts. You just punched me and this guy was involved in a triple homicide and armed robbery. I don't and I don't care if if we're sorting this out later. Right? Or if there was a reason that you were at the scene, like whatever yeah. it is, mm -hmm. you're 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 still going in, and we're still investigating you because this is this is your penultimate fuck up. Like this this has been a long time building, followed only by the fact that he immediately gets his partner killed. Yes, <laughs> immediately they the leave, <laughs> they leave, and like the. The imprints of the handcuffs have, they haven't even left his wrist yet. Okay. They get there and Gary Busey dies immediately because you know, it'd be a great, you know, it'd be great for that backup. Tell people what you're doing. You're agents. You have a bunch of agents here. You go, I know where they're going. I know what they're doing. Let's all go. But Johnny's still like, my girlfriend could, you know, could be in trouble if this guy doesn't show up. So I need to deal with this personally. And it's like, well, she wouldn't have been involved had you not slept with someone when you're quote unquote undercover with your actual name. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, if he's willing to do whatever it takes, like going along with the robbery and all the rest to try and save his girlfriend... Why isn't just letting them get away at this point an option, right? Like, he knows that if Bodhi gets away, go, gets to the airport or whatever, his thing is, I'm going to call and she's going to be released. Yeah. 
which I think you could, uh, I think you could reasonably assume that Bodhi would do in that situation because he does do it uh, later once he gets to the spot, right? Yeah. But but he's like, I, no, I'm gonna catch you, but then I'm gonna let you go later because I need to be the one to do this. Whereas simply not showing up at that airport would have accomplished the same result and fewer people would have died. Yes, absolutely. You know what was a huge switch for me? And you can really tell that Bodhi doesn't give a fuck about anybody is when, and I'm pretty sure it's Roach is one of the last guys that are alive with him. And he straps him up with the money bag, pushes it. He's like, I'm cold. (laughs) Like I'm I'm cold, Bodhi. Okay. I'm not good. Taking several bullets. I'm not okay. He straps a money bag to him like he's a weight, okay, for this for this to make it down properly. <laughs> Flips him out of this freaking this uh, airplane. And then when they go to collect, because you can see it off in the background, right? Because it's like... He's died, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this guy definitely died. Of course he died. But the, the thing to me is, is if you cared about this guy at all... You'd take the body with you. You'd be like, oh, maybe, like, you know what I mean? Try and rush him to a hospital. At least take him with us, you know, proper, ba- whatever it is. Something that says you respect this person a teeny, teeny, tiny bit, and he does not. He grabs that bag and goes. I don't, Not enough time to even check a pulse. He doesn't check. I'm, I'm positive. I know it's out of focus in the background, but it is snappy he is grabbing that bag and in the car and we're good to go buddy he's out of here yeah and again i'll point out there was an option the whole time where they just flee the country with what they've had and it's not like these guys are living lavish lifestyles right they're surfer dudes who are hanging out on beaches and like kind of like moving from country to country to follow the surf yeah and i think a lot of these men do this out of allegiance to swayze yeah, who is just the adrenaline junkie. Speaking of actually Swayze, uh, do you know the scene where they jump out of the uh, airplane? Like they, uh, uh, the, the first skydiving scene? Okay, yeah. Uh, that's actually Patrick Swayze hey. uh, doing that. And if you watch it, you can definitely tell that Keanu Reeves is like on a green screen with like something blowing in his hair. Oh. And he's just like, oh, this is so cool. And then you see Patrick Swayze out there and he's doing like flips and like getting close to the camera and is an actual free fall. And the interesting story about that is um, uh, they were uh, filming this movie and Patrick Swayze wanted to do the skydiving scene and the insurance people were like, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, you are like the big star of this movie, more so than Keanu Reeves at the time, right? And uh, you skydiving is a no-go. Like if anything happens to you, the production is fucked. So what he did was he uh, basically stole a cameraman and a production guy from the thing and on the weekend when they were on break, rented an airplane and went and filmed it themselves. And they used it in the movie. Damn. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Just like, I like yeah, shit this is like what that. this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it looks great because of it. I didn't even know it. Well, because I was I I didn't have a great um, yeah I didn't have a great stream, so like I couldn't you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I couldn't a hundred. It wasn't like I was looking at a crisp image the whole time. Uh, I I got what was going on. I know what was yeah, going yeah. on. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's just a. Patrick Swayze was a pretty cool dude. Bodie's a piece of shit. Oh, Bodie is uh, he? 
piece of shit. Um, boss is right though. The people underneath him, I really just my heart goes out to them because I'm like, I don't yeah. think like because they were even pro like when he's like, you guys go in the vault. They're protesting. They're like, let's not don't let's not do this. We shouldn't do let's this. Not change it up now. Especially yeah, yeah, with yeah. An FBI agent here. Or We've like, been clean almost, the whole time. Like, let us continue to do that. Almost like he wanted to steer it into more mayhem as he went. Oh, like, this is the this is the thrill. This is like upping the the stakes. This is the bigger wave. This is the bigger risk. Ah, oh, me. I just clocked that as I know this is our last one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta get because we gotta really go this time. Yeah, where Johnny Laws are coming. <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> um, I okay. I would before we wrap. I think we absolutely need to talk about this ending because yeah, my Christ. <laughs> oh, so. Basically, after a year, and somehow by what can only be described movie magic, Johnny Utah is still an agent. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way in hell he isn't. <laughs> like, it, it, at, at, he should be working at, like, Taco Bell at that point, you know? Yeah, but you, yeah there's no way he has his, he shouldn't still have his job. So, strike one. Okay, ridiculous. He strike has, two, even if he has his job... There's no way that he's going to be let to keep following this guy around. Yeah. Like the guy, <laughs> how is somebody, there should be a whole scene of just, just the FBI director yelling at, you're too close to this. Like, <laughs> get out. What are you doing? So he tracks him down to Australia where this like perfect storm situation, like these, these monstrous waves are happening. These twice a century. This is what I've been chasing. Da, 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 da. So he knows he's going to be there. They have this little chit chat of like, oh, I almost caught you here. And then I almost caught you here. And it's like, oh, yeah, because you're shit at your job. Anyway, continue. So then he finds out that he like Mr. Swayze is cornered. OK, he's done. And he starts begging Johnny. Just let me. This is my whole. This is my life's work. Like I need to hit these waves. And Johnny knows, or in his head, he's like, you know what? The, nobody survives this. So let's just send them out, whatever. No, 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 no. Arrest him. Why would he get to live out his ultimate fantasy when he's ruined and just been a path of destruction the entire why because he taught you how to surf get over it okay make a new friend johnny make a new friend fuck this yeah making a man like that okay a man that is all about the rush putting him in jail is a much better punishment it's a much more just punishment for this man specifically. He people, so many people have died around him or even by his hand or his decisions. People that loved him, trusted him. He, he, he kidnaps them, potentially tortures. It's it's nuts. And then you're like, yeah, sure. Go live your dream because you're going to die at the end. But it's like you literally gave him like a hero's send off. That was what he wanted to do. Yeah. Am it's, I wrong? Am I too mad? <laughs> no, it's it's unfathomable. I, I think there's like a metaphor there. And I'm going to give this movie credit for a metaphor, which is maybe a bit above it. But it's like it's that 
he's been chasing the high his whole life and it's going to lead to his ultimate destruction. Oh, absolutely. Like Johnny but knowing for, that. But for the like, point of this podcast, I'm upset. Yeah, no, it's no, it is so unfair. You rather see that guy be in prison. He absolutely be should be in jail. Yeah. He's a very, very bad man. But absolutely. What happens after that is even slightly like, I wouldn't say more upsetting, but still upsetting is that Johnny's walking away, right? He's, he's walking away off into the sunset, and he throws his badge into the water, which I understand is like, okay, he's, o- he's over being an agent. And it's like, honestly, I'm surprised you're still here. Um, you could have given it another month, and they would have fired you with severance, man. You could have just <laughs> waited that bad boy out. You know what I mean? Come in late a couple times. You can make a couple of off-color comments in the office. Get fired. Get paid. I get it. Okay, try that first. That would be my move. But also... I'm, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure an FBI badge is really something you need to hand in. <laughs> I love the fact that he flies all the way back to California. I was like, no, I'm done. It's like, well, where's your badge? I left it in Australia. Then go get it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was feeling very spirited in the moment. You know what I mean? Just wherever the wind blows me. I just wanted yeah. that to, to feel like a real big life moment. So I littered. <laughs> don't get me wrong i've i've almost thrown a cell phone into a, a a field or a lake before i've 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 been at that point but not after tracking a man for a yeah. year and a half or whatever also yeah. it was never like my birth certificate <laughs> yeah, yeah! Like, <laughs> this seems like an important piece of identification <laughs> It does. We it might want to walk this back a bit. They're going to want that back. Yeah. Uh, there's just some kid in Australia who finds a oh. FBI, an authentic FBI badge washed up on the shore. Uh, so funny. Oh, yeah. Free ice cream for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that, why that was the first place my mind went. But. That's so innocent. I love it. Where you're like, if I, if I was able to impersonate an FBI agent, free ice cream. Absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that what they get? Do they not get free ice cream? Oh, uh, what wrong. do you think? <laughs> yeah, uh, time to give our definitive rankings of how good the villain is. Yes, absolutely. So I this week have a um, I've got surfer slang for my nice. for my rating. So from a righteous dude to a raging bummer, I am going to give Bodie a killer poser because that is literally what he is. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, I did, uh, I also did Ben, I, sorry, I did Ben Harp, the, the boss. Uh, the oh, Dr. no, Cox. I wanted a severe rate. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck that guy. Because uh, I think he's right. So I did the uh, fireable offenses scale, mm. right? Because there are lots of things uh, uh, Johnny Utah should get fired for. Uh, so we're on a scale of showing up late uh, all the way up to being involved in an armed robbery that results in a triple homicide. <laughs> That's a big one. Uh, I'm going to give Ben Harp an accidentally forwarding an email where you're making fun of your boss to your boss. Uh, (laughs) Because sure, he's angry and he's taking it personally, but you're not, but you're an unprofessional ass and he's still completely justified is what I'm going to uh, do that. Uh, and now, uh, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, a couple ways you guys can help out the podcast. Uh, first of all, 
if uh, if you want to get in touch with us, we're on the social medias. VWR Podcasts on Twitter. That's probably where we're most active. Uh, Villain was right on Facebook. And if you have audience suggestions, uh, I think this was an audience suggestion. Uh, but every month, uh, regardless, we pick one. We have our patrons uh, vote on what they want for their audience choice. And, uh, and, uh, and they get to pick. Uh, so if you want to put your suggestion in the hat, uh, you can email us at villainwasright at gmail.com and we'll, uh, we'll put it in the rotation, hopefully. And uh, guys, if you have, uh, if you want to support the podcast financially, we have Patreon. You can hit us up at patreon.com slash villainwasright. We've got a couple of fun tiers. If you're looking for extra episodes, more weight on voting. Um, speaking of, we're going to have a really fun time coming up soon uh, yeah. where we're going to have a, a big, we're going to have a voting blitz. It's going to be audience choice month. Uh, so look out for that. We're going to be really pumped up for that, getting our list together. Um, it's going to be whatever you guys want that month. And I'm going to blame you the entire time. So I hope you're ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a fun one uh yeah and we're gonna have uh one of those uh, be picked on twitter so if you're not following us on twitter already head on over uh, for that so even if you aren't a patron i maybe get it you maybe get a little say next month yeah uh, june in june i in think june yeah we're gonna have a yeah one fully twitter we're at the mercy of twitter which is always interesting so we'll see what that brings really excited for that guys uh and now i believe it is time for our heroes and villains of the week yeah, absolutely. So I've got uh, I've got one today. I think uh, I've got a villain. Oh um, yeah, I'm so, so do I. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna start off with a little bit of uh, story. So I was doing an online show, uh, and uh, the comic who had sort of put it all together just jumped in, like you know, a Facebook Messenger thing afterwards, and goes, "Hey, everyone, I, like I sent you an email money transfer for for uh, for the gig." Uh, let me know if you have any trouble getting it or whatever. And then he just kind of throws in a snide comment and he's like, ah, I know uh, what this other comic is going to be spending it on. And I was just like, Oh, what? And they were just kind of laughing. And it came out that uh, this comic was going to be uh, spending the money from the gig on uh, these, these things called uh, top NBA top shots, uh, which is basically tradable, uh, basketball cards, but they are all digital. They are what is known as NTFs, or sorry, NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And that is my fucking villain of the week today <laughs> because I think these things are absolute fucking garbage. Uh, so first of all, if you don't familiar with them, it's basically like, it works on like the blockchain, right? With is like Bitcoin and Ethereum and stuff like that. And the big problem with this is, is that the uh, blockchain stuff is crazy bad for the environment. They they use so much energy to like run this system and verify things that they have completely offset any gains that we have made in uh, renewable energy in what? the last like twenty years. Yes, it is insane. Rebecca, we're talking like warehouses full of computers running 24-7 to verify all these transactions and things like that. Hot damn. It is, it is so bad. Uh, someone on Twitter said um, it's like it, they're basically like if you got a GIF to run on diesel fuel is basically what <laughs> these things are. Um, 
and like it's a, and like it's insane because it's like it's it's now this like end uh nft art which is selling for like millions of dollars like yeah. i think one sold for like 69 million dollars and there's all these things getting on board and it's all for this like false rarity uh horseshit it's terrible for the environment and like i understand how like you would want something that's um like yours and you know unique to you and something else that can't be duplicated or like replicated for anybody else mm-hmm. but i was thinking about that and as like literally what you're describing wanting is an experience Right? Like you want a memory is what you want. If you want something that no one else has, go to you you don't want a gif of LeBron James dunking. You want to go to a concert where the lead singer fell off the stage. That's what you want, right? You want the story, you want the event, you want like cause that's life. You know? Yeah. Like it's it's these unique moments that only you experience. You want fucking life. And I know uh like I was reading a little bit more on it and like NFTs do have some good things as far as like digital artists go because it allows them to like, you know, control, you know, what's right and, you know, like copyrights and things like that. And it allows them to get paid on the resale of their art. So if it becomes popular, it's a thing, but it's just like, there's better ways, man. Just like, just pay an artist, you know, uh, commission something, buy one of their prints and talk to your friends about it. Like just, I don't know. There's something about like just it being entirely digital that just really rubs me the wrong way. It's like, it's spending real money on a fake thing. And like, what are you going to do? Show it on your phone to people? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a fucking, that you want, you want an experience. Go have an experience. That's, that's the non fungible thing. That sounds right to me. Yeah. That does sound That's right me. to me. That's, uh, other yeah. than it being a speculation for the rich, which is a whole other thing we'll get into, but like, yeah. That's a fair villain. I, I'm assuming, yeah, you said villain, right? I have to assume. Yeah, that's a villain. That's a... <laughs> uh... Yeah, I've got, I've got like a, like just like a casual I one, but I, when I was looking up, um, cause I was looking up surfer terms, I was like, yeah, gotta, gotta find some for the scale, right? And when I came across the word bummer, it just jumpstarted my memory for this this one shitty guy that I knew in university. Um, so I used to live in a house with like literally six other girls. It was me and six other girls. We were in this like half house basically, and this old this this really old Italian woman w- lived and owned the house. Um, she would wear a, just an adorable woman, just so cute. She would wear a hundred percent, uh, pink velour track suits at all times, <laughs> at all times. Okay. This is all this woman would wear with a, uh, with a white halter top underneath, you know, just 80, just, just rocking it. Love it. Love the style love the energy. Um, but she had this son that lived with her and he had, he, he was, uh, you know, a little off, whatever. But we had this one run in once where I was like, what? I don't think you're using that word correctly. So this was such an old, it was a beautiful house, but it was old, old, old. Um, uh, and the locks were, su- the lock to the front door was really weird. I can't remember exactly what the order was that in which you had to do things, but it was like, it was almost like you couldn't lock it from the outside. You always had to lock it from the inside. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to get back in. 
or vice versa. I can't remember which order it had to be, but there was a certain order you had to do things in. And if you fucked up the order, if you locked it on the wrong side, you couldn't get back in unless somebody inside let you like opened it and reactivated whatever old time lock thing it had. I am describing this horribly. Anyway. No, I get it. I think I've had doors like that. Yeah, yeah. so, like but, that. like, we're 20, and we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to, I don't know. I barely carried keys on me. I was not a responsible person at 20. So, one time we get locked out, right? And they told us specifically, they were like, if you get locked out, do not call a locksmith. They don't know how to deal with any of this. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna ruin the door. Don't call anybody. Call us, right? So, but we only have the son's number. So we call the son, and it's like, and it was in Ottawa, and it's like middle of winter, Ottawa, like fucking cold, fucking freezing. We've already been outside for twenty minutes trying to figure out if we've like left a window cracked somewhere. If there's another way we can get in, like let's try and figure this out, right? Finally, twenty minutes. We're like bone. We're so cold. Like, okay, we got to call this guy. And so we call him and we're like, hey, like, we got locked out. We know we're not supposed to call the locks, but like, what do we do? And there's just silence on the other end of the phone. And then he goes, oh, that's a bummer. And like, that was his only response to it. We we're like, um, yeah, you're right. Like, bit of a bummer. Um, could you come help us out? And he goes, oh, no, I can't. Um, I'm in the bath. And then he hung up. <laughs> so like, we're just standing outside. We're like, what the fuck did we do? I can't even remember what this was like. So I think we called a locksmith to get like a side door open or something. Like we figured it out. Somehow we got back in. But this guy, I don't know what he took from that conversation that would imply this. But he comes over and he knocks on the door like two days later. And he's like, oh, hey, ladies, like, just wanted to check in. And we were like, okay, like, yeah, we're good. Thanks. And he goes, well, just so you know, I'm a mediator. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, like, I'm a professional mediator. If you ladies ever get into a fight or anything, I can come over and help you out with that. And I was like, oh, no, we're like. We're good. <laughs> Thanks. We're okay. He's like, no, seriously. Like, really? I'll help you out. I The walls are thin here, ladies. Sometimes I can hear a couple of yell. I'm like, oh, I'm chilled. I'm chilled. I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not okay with this. Finally, we eventually got him, like, ushered out. But I was like, can you imagine... <laughs> He was like 50, <laughs> a 50 year old man being like, late, if, 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 you know, just a bunch of young women are fighting over here, if you want me to step in and. They really just wanted the keys. I was like, no, like, actually, we just needed to get back in. It wasn't like we had a fight and some of us got locked out or something. Like, I was just so genuinely confused by this man. That was honestly one of the most colorful places I've ever lived. It was crazy. At one point, when we signed the lease, <laughs> when we signed the lease, we showed up, and this woman being just a lovely woman was like, come sit, ladies. Like, She put out like cookies. She was like, everybody take a cookie, right? I was hungover 
a as fuck. Like I was just so hungover when we signed the lease. I can't remember what we did the night before, but I was fucked up. And at that moment, I was just like, you know what? Anything could help. Let's eat one of these cookies, right? So I ate one. I, I took a bite and realized that these cookies are... I don't know, eight months old for sure. Like this woman, this is probably just the platter this woman always brings out when she has people over and it never gets eaten. But me being the true dick that I am was like, ladies, this is truly the best cookie I've ever had. And I talked everyone into eating one because I'm a total fucking asshole. I was just like, mmm, so good. And they each took, as soon as each one of them took a bite, they knew exactly what I had done. But we're all polite, and we're in front of this 80-year-old woman, and you must finish your cookie. <laughs> a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Anyway, uh, that guy is my place. villain. That woman is my hero. I love her. She was super funny. Um, anyway, that's it for us. Where can people uh, find you, Craig? Yeah, you can follow me at uh, Craig Fake Comedy. And as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Guys, next week, truly exciting. We're going to have a special guest on next week, and we're going to be covering One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So look out for that. That's going to be another interesting one, I think. Lots to debate there. Um, And this is The Villain Was Right reminding you that your cult leader does not have your best interests at heart. The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.